Is it recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, bless nah, nah, nah. Oh, oh, yeah, we just cut it out. Bum, because, hey, nah, nah, this, this will get out somewhere. <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like, woo, jokes, in it? <laughs> just fucking with you. <laughs> I was just fucking with you, right? <laughs> oh, listen, we got bad jokes, in it? And I know you're listening, babes. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I bet. You're now listening to the Three Shots of Tequila podcast with Marvin Abbey, Mr. Exposed, and Taser Fucking Black. Uh, let me finish. Start this soon. Right. Great. Hmm? Oh, you're so accommodating. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Darcy's. Dr. Darcy's. Um, what is this? Three, three one five. Sure, yeah. Yeah, three fifteen. Cause we're one away from three sixteen. Oh, Stone Cold intro. Three sixteen, <laughs> obviously, and you're one short of fourteen. But that ain't what she said last night. Wait, <laughs> that ain't what she said last night. When I'm on the mic, I do it right. That is what she said last night. That's the intro. That's the intro. That's the intro. That's the intro. That's like, right. the new one now. That is what she said <laughs> last <laughs> night. Oh, boy. Mm. That, that is what she said last night. As, as, as a musician, <laughs> can you sing? What? Let me hear something. Nah, you Marvin. You can't Marvin put, Gay. You can't put him on the spotlight. Marvin that. Happy. No, 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 no. Marvin <laughs> Happy, you know. <laughs> no, come on, Marvin. Just you like, say you can sing the, it, come on. No, that's what I had that, though. That's that. What? I just done the. That is what she said last night. No, you can't cut it short. The first one is no ho hoi. Okay. No ho hoi. That ain't what she said last no. Go on. No, but why are you doing this, bro? Because I don't, I don't, I'm not a singer. Marvel, uh, I didn't say I was a singer. Marvelous, marvelous. One, do it again. One. No, nah, we should. Nah, wait, if everyone does it, me, I do. Oh, okay. you're the singer. No, no, we all do it together. Cool. We'll, we'll you all do it together, please. Yeah, that's it. Cool, go on. By request well, of Murray, well Murray. Top list together. You weren't on that. Now you want all this togetherness. Now you want to do harmony. Now you want all this togetherness. Keith. So you keep Keith. Marvelous. And Taser. He took the words right out of my pie hole. <laughs> my man said I had that. Had that. Brent. Do, you know, or Dr. Narcisse, whichever, you know, rolls Oh, Narcisse, 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 Narcisse. There we go. Narcisse and linger. It lingers in the room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. That's right. One. Oh, two, so did it. <laughs> three. Or group. That ain't what she said last night. That ain't what she said last night. Oh, you hitting them notes? Yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, you fuck that up, Joe. You fuck that up, buddy. Louis Van Dross around here, baby. We were like Beyonce over there, singing something completely different. He's fucking it up over there. He said, "Like who? He's moving like Beyonce." No. Deontay. No, Emonte. It's a Deontay, you know. Emonte. Molonte. But yeah, what episode is this one? What's happening, people? Welcome to episode 315 of the Free Shots of Tequila podcast. 
with myself, Marvin Abbey. He also got in the studio. Mr. Exposed. And Taser Black. And we've got a very, very special guest. Kizmo. A.K.A. Baby Bubba. A.K.A. Keith Murray. As they Ooh. say abroad. Ooh. Keith Murray. The legend, yes. The legend that is. Not Murray. 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 R-A-Y. Murray. 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 The most beautifulest thing in this world. (laughs) It's just like that. How you feeling, man? You landed today? I'm doing some kind of wonderful. Thanks for asking, my good brother. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm good. You don't go good. When you go good, you go G-O-O-D slash G-R. You go great. Great. Great out here. I'm great. How many times have you been to London? Oh, my third passport. I've been here more times than I can remember. You like it here? Or? I love it. Okay. What, are there any differences you've noticed between London people and the people from the States? Or? Oh, people from here across the pond? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big difference. Well, in the color scheme, no difference. Okay. Complexion-wise, mm. but the, the thinking... Is different. Well, uh, different in the sense that uh, it's like uh, tomato, tomato. In regards to, because for example, when I I've been to Atlanta, I've been to LA, New York. You kind of, you kind of notice. I don't know, like. Um, People are, tend to be a bit more friendly with, uh, that I've realized when I go to the States, but that might be because I'm out of town and I don't know. That's Southern Whereas, hospitality. New York, what you saying hi to me for? Okay. But in terms of Atlanta, um, LA, um, what else have I been to? Um, Florida, friendly. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it might be the weather. When here, no, it's, it's, they're friendly. No, no, I'm talking... They're friendly. No, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about in, in here in regards to the weather because... We don't really have that much sun. It's not that nice over here. Sometimes, oh yeah, you're right. Because it's, just... it's more gloomy. Yeah, yeah. It's so gloomy. It's... It makes you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like places like Seattle is like that. It rains a lot. Okay. So it's gloomy. New York, we got winter, spring, summer, fall, East Coast. Yeah. So sometimes we're happy. Sometimes we're not. Okay. You catch us in the different moods, so depending on how the sun and the weather shines. So you, but, but you that have extreme winters. And extreme summers. Because when I went to New York, I remember it was hot during the summer. Yeah. But when I went in yeah. December, Jan, it was it went to spring, summer, fall. Yeah, yeah. But some now it's switching because of the climate is okay. changing. So the winters are shorter and the summers are shorter. Oh, okay. I can say with us over here, we had more sun this year than we've This is the best summer I've had in ages. Yeah, in terms oh, mm, of, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's been hot for a long period of time. Too hot, though. Yeah, it's been too yeah. hot, and it's Depending terrible. Depending on the weather, the climate is the nature of man. Yeah. And for me, it's just crazy. Cause remember, I just moved house not too long ago, and my old house had incredible aircon. And this house, I have no aircon. Mm. So it's Your like brain my room, don't get much oxygen. Bro, in my old house, I could turn the aircon on in my room, bro. Couldn't tell that it was boiling outside, you know what I mean? Pull that rug over, you know, pull your bed covers over you. Perfect. This house now, bruh. And I'm at the top, so all the heat goes all the way heat up. Rises. I have to sleep with all of the doors open at the top. Yeah. Balcony and everything, bro. Sometimes I'm thinking to myself... You're closer to the sun. 
There's that too. And the mosquitoes. <laughs> bro, did you experience the mosquitoes? Mosquitoes? Mm. Bro. Mosquitoes where? Bro, when, where, we, where I live, where you used to live. No out east in Long, Long Island, the mosquitoes will whip your ass. Bro, they, will literally live, they are terrible. Get you, yeah, it'll, it'll tear you up. In South Carolina, I wake up with webs on me. My, my grandma's in South Carolina. I wake up and bites. I don't know from where I'm... I, I had to spray my... You got to spray yourself down. For me, I've not come across a mosquito until I moved to where we are now. Is it because you're near the river? I heard... I was like, that's... Is it because you're near the river? Yeah. Yo, and they nasty too. Yep. You know what I mean? Ooh. Could be worse. You gotta spray yourself down with the spray. Magic Buggle. The <laughs> United States called Buggle. You spray yourself down, fuck with you. Uh, but yeah, with us, literally, but because we don't deal with them, because I've not come across them, I've not used anything before, because yeah. literally, this is the first time I've come across the mosquito in this country. You can get the thingy, you can get the uh, bracelets, the repellents. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just do what we do in Nigeria, man? What nets? Mosquito nets. No, at 10, around 9, 10, you just. Spray the whole house. So you sit outside for like half an hour. Like, <laughs> oh, no, you spray the rooms. You spray the rooms. Yeah, exactly. You go in, the, in Nigeria. You get the, um, you get the strong, the, the strong uh, flash spray. Killer. You spray yes. it in the room. You close the door. Close leave the it door. for like half an hour. By the time you come in, in there, they're dead. Obviously, you keep the windows closed. The net, everything. Long Island is a guy that sprays outside the house and inside the house, and they don't bother you. And they put some things in the ground. And yeah, yeah, you can get, get away from you. Yeah, you get these repellents that you put yeah. in the ground, or yeah. as I said, you on Amazon is these bracelets. Mm-hmm. Once you use it, they, they stay away from you. Yeah, no, nah, I need to get it because yesterday, literally yesterday, bro, I've woken up, woke up around, mm. I fell asleep at eight thirty. I've gotten up at like two thirty, bro. And you know, if you're tired, you fall asleep. It is what it is with a mosquito. You no, know when you're awake and there's just the one, and you for the life of you have no idea where it is. No, you keep hearing, and then it will disappear. Get a fly swat on some newspaper. Bro, I'm like, I'm in bed at two in the morning. Fly, I'm not trying to it. find it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm trying to fight this dude at two thirty in the morning. And also, mosquitoes. You can't really see them. Man. Nope. You got them sick flash waters though. That um, the zapper thing. Yeah, no, you cut the light on. They go in the light. Ah, there's the yeah the zapper that draws the light. No, cut the light on like that light or your phone. They go right to the phone. Ah, uh-huh, then you just grab what it. What is it? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these yeah. insects are just drawn to yeah, light. light. Huh. I didn't know that works with mosquitoes. The day of the lights. Yeah, you get them every time. You see them in the kebab shops. You know them. It's meat as well, the food as well. Bro, you know, you know that you oh. mentioned deer, right? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed a branch cracks and a deer is fucking gone, but let a car come at it and it just won't go nowhere. The lights, bro. Literally, deer will stand there, look at the car, end up in your passenger seat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, is nah, that? No, nah, but they're scared though. That's scared why. of the headlights, isn't it? No, they're just scared they're of. They don't know what to do. The it's the lights, though, no? The lights are checking redness. Because think about it, bro. If you're talking about fear, right? Mm. Bro, they hear branch crack. Remember, I used to have deer in my garden. Branch bro, crack? A branch. That's branch, a branch, branch. Branch. Oh, you asked me to say branch. Branch. Yes. Branch. I'm like, you're going to lunch. Branch. No, branch. Uh, branch. Not branch. I got to remember There's where branch. I'm at. I mean, you're branch. in the UK, Keith. Yes. You know, Keith. I mean, where we, we invented English. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a point where I said Keith. This is the first, this is the first episode we've had two Keiths. Right? No? no. Kane K connection? We've never had a... We've never, we've never had, had two Keiths. Oh, go Keith on the phone, please. <laughs> we'll keep on the phone. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to see if he's still awake. But ain't that where the saying's from? What? Um, Dear and Headline. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. literally, it gets startled and it can't move. Because oh. you know, they got the animal vision. So the light is something that attracts them like, oh shit. Like, and you know, the police in integration room, the lights, the lights get you. Them. Yeah. And it's hot as hell as well. Yeah, they yeah, were just sweating. Yeah, yeah. It's all up in your face. Yeah. 
The fire. Come but they the just light. don't move. But then when you pass away, you should go to the light. Come to the light. Keith, come to the light. <laughs> Keith on the phone. Like, no, go no. Go Keith. Go Keith. Like, fuck Keith. that. The Jamaican say Keith. Go Keith. <laughs> it's actually what my stepmom used to call me. She's Jamaican. You know what I mean? She literally used to call me Keith. Yeah, my, I was raised by Jamaicans. My father, Jamaican, listens as well. Keith. Yeah, literally, they don't say the H. Mm. It was always Keith. Keith, Keith, yeah. Keith, Keith. Yeah. My sister, yeah, it was always Keith, Keith, Keith. Yeah, always. What was it like growing up in New York? Well, I lived in a place called Carlton Park. It was like 20 blocks in high poverty. My front yard was literally dirt. And the hustlers would be on the corner. And I would go to school. My house was on the corner, so the, the window was open. So when I go to sleep, I hear everything. <sighs> Drugs, selling, guns popping, gambling, fighting. They would set fires in the barrel and by the fire and they sell the drugs and the people would come in one way, sell their drugs and go out another. They would take their cars, go in there, you take your sneakers. You ain't from there, you couldn't live there. The basketball courts would be over there, they'd be playing and I was learning to play basketball there and it was a lot of violence and poverty and drugs, but it was a lot of love also. But my grandmother lived in Central Islip off Carlton Avenue, Elmore. Once I eventually lived, and our grandfather used to drive the school bus. My grandmother was a nurse until they lived in the house, and then all of us lived in the house. And then we grew in the house structure. And my mother, my father's mother, Dolly May, grew up with six boys. My father, Keith Omar Murray Jr., Bubba, I'm Keith Omar Murray Jr., baby Bubba. Hubba Bubba, if they're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we go. My uncle T Roy, the original B boy, the youngest son, taught me hip hop. And my sister D Ski, she's a B girl. Dolly May worked at the Patterson home, and everybody had jobs. And we lived, we lived in 54 Pleasant Street where they live now. Family oriented. So, how did you get? Oh, they're still at the same house? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, my grandmother, Clara Buddha, Paul moved from Central Islip to back to South Carolina. She lived in South Carolina where she was born and grew up. And she lives there now. She's uh, 89. So what So what made you get into rap? Though you said one of your uncles or something like that. Is that what made you get into rap? Because the way you're making it sound is that where you lived, there was so much stuff going on. You had drug dealing. You had violence. You had... And you know, all through it all, we went through school and worked. Okay. You had to go to school, had to have a job. Okay. And that was, you know, it was it wasn't all bad, it was all good also, but like any other family you had just strife. But to your question, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's cool, man. I was just saying, so what made you choose rap? Because you know some people you hear stories of people saying, I could have been a basketball player, but I chose the streets, or I could have been this, but I chose that. Why did you choose rap? Or how did you fall into saying I'm gonna take this seriously? Well, it goes back to my uncle T-Roy. He was the original B-boy. Him and his best friend, Rich. They used to be, he used to dress hip-hop. And he's uh, MC okay. also. Okay. And he would freestyle all the time. And he used to listen to Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Run DMC, The Fearless Four, Kumo D, uh, Africa Bambada, Soul Sonic Force, and Roxanne Shantae, 
Molly Maul, MC Shan, NWA, and uh, Spoonie G. And I used to be like, I asked them, Uncle T, like, how do they do it? And my grandmother used to, I used to, they used to, she used to go to work. And I used to do this with the Red Alert and Mr. Magic on Hot 97 WBLS on her radio. And I knew all the songs. And I used to ask Uncle T, like, Uncle T, how do you do that? You recite all these rhymes. And then he said to me, get a pen and write this down. Read it back to yourself and see how it sounds. It might sound like I'm just an MC." But I'm not. I'm a prince of poetry. See, I don't sit down and write rhymes every day, but people want to sound like me anyway. So I wrote that down and I memorized it. Then I used to spit it back to him. And I used to listen to Rock Kim. Uh, uh, I Ain't No Joke, Microphone Fiend, and uh, Cool G Rap, Men at Work. Yeah. And I wrote those lyrics. One time I was writing the lyrics to Rock Kim. And I couldn't write it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this no more. I can't do it. But then I stuck with it. And then I, my first record was Run DMC, Tougher Than Leather, and Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, the show, on vinyl. I used to go to my boy Hugo, the Ecuadorian house. He had a record player. I used to play it all the time. And my best friend Wink was uh, Eric Sermon's cousin. And we used to go to school together. And I used to listen to the EPMD. There's a big influence. When I heard EPMD in the radio, I was like, oh, yo, who is this? He was like, because I'm on track like a Long Island train conductor. Blew my mind away. <laughs> <laughs> Wavy bar. Um, I, I watched the video. Wavy bar. Um, oh, that's the title. The Eric. Wavy bar. <laughs> Wavy Eric Simon. Shout out to Max B, one of my best friends. Come home soon, Max B. I love you. Oh, seriously? Wow. I'm colleagues with a lot of people in the industry. Now, Max B's um, that's, that's, a, that's one of my favorite co- artists. Coke Wave, mm-hmm. Gang Green, Every French Montana, and so on and so forth. Silver Surfer. I'm the black Silver Surfer. Ooh, yeah. I surf. Rest in peace to my boy Mark Lawrence. You go on my Instagram page, which got hacked. You hacker, we're gonna get you. <laughs> Just know that you bloody skunk, winker. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are really active with the hacking on Instagram. Be careful! I tell people you yeah, Instagram won't even get my page back. I can't get it. No, Instagram will not like yeah, you can't once your page is gone. Links, man. Yeah, some people got it back, but I can't get it. Serious? It's long. It's long. So you mentioned Eric Sermon. Um, he he signed you first, didn't he? Yeah, Eric Sermon discovered me, but first I used to be with uh, Kirk Gazelle from JVC Force, a group from Long Island. He was the first one to put me like in the studio to record me on the EP. But K Solo is a rapper from Long Island. People may know of him. Yeah, I know K Solo. K Solo, the son of Shaft. Redman used to DJ for K Solo. EPMD, Barry Smith to sell K Solo. Well, anyway, from Central Ice on Long Island, I used to be on the corner selling hand in hand crack on Carlton Avenue. And K Solo used to come around. When we used to go to the store, we used to bombard him. And I used to spit rhymes. He said, Keith, you're going to blow up because you tell stories. And then Eric Sermon's from Brentwood, Long Island. I'm from Centralisland, but his mother moved to Islandia. So I said, uh, K Solo, could you take me to Eric Sermon's house? So he said, yeah, meet me over there by Eric's house. So I went to Low Avenue. And as I was driving to Eric Sermon's house, I saw him talking to a female. So I saw him and I turned around. And then... I went to him and he took me to Eric Sermon's house and we knocked on the door, waited, knocked on the door, waited, 
Knocked on the door, <laughs> waited. Knocked on the door, waited. Then all of a sudden, I seen a guy come from up the steps. And then I seen his green eyes. And it was Eric Sermon. He said, what's up, Solo? He said, this is Keith. I brought him over here to rap for you. Because Eric was in the basement making beats with his rolling 30. He said, come downstairs. So he put on the beat. And I started rambling off rhymes I knew in my head. So let's squash the beef, cook it. We all could get fat. Try to follow a, mile, a line of mine and you're fine. You blow up uh, in your mind. So yeah, I stayed with him and that was the rest was history. Mm-hmm. I was with him for two years before I ever got on the microphone. Eric, back and forth. So what, what, what were you doing in terms of just watching what was going on or you were just right. trying to perfect your craft? or what? what I was, was going it? to New York Tech College. Oh, okay, at the same time. And selling drugs on Carton Avenue. So I had a Jeep Urban Gorilla. My grandfather took me to Sunrise Highway to get a Jeep. Cost like $3,500. He put it down. I put a down payment on it. He co-signed for me. And it was a stick. I didn't know how to drive stick. But he was like, yo, you're going to follow me home. You're going to learn how to drive a stick. I'm going to burn the clutch out trying to drive back without alert. <laughs> That's manual, man. Yeah? God bless the dead. Manual? Yeah, we call it manual automatic. Manual is when you drive regular in a car over there. Stick. But the clutch in in the UK is manual, like, yeah, uh, manual. Oh, see, and the other right, ones right. water. Yeah. Oh, the stick, the clutch, the stick. Yeah, man. Yeah. Do you know what it is when you recite stories or your history, like you're detailed. Mm. How do you remember? Like you're like it's it's not even you know like if you ask me on Mark what happened blah, blah blah, I'll be like yeah, there'll be a level of detail. But your stories or your or when you recite stuff is very detailed. I think it's the T is that is that how, has that helped you with your rap so is this, that's just how your mind works or because I've noticed when I'm hearing your stories I'm proper like I'm there <laughs> like literally you're telling me the story I'm, I'm literally just you say you're not the door I'm there I, I knocked the door to you I was, waiting, I, was waiting, I was waiting for Eric to come from the basement oh yeah well um, I got a memory like an elephant my grandmother said he has a mind on him he got a brain on him I remember things like it was yesterday but also my uncle born, true, God bless the dead, from Crown Heights, East New York, in Canarsie. He used to bodyguard for Big Daddy Kane. I was 16. And my cousin Driss, I used to be with Driss all the time. God bless the dead, he got killed in a shootout. So, he used to be with Uncle Born, bodyguard for Big Daddy Kane. And he, I was always around him. And Pipoosh, my uncle born, he was under my uncle born before he met. Uh, K. Slay, God bless the dead. His name is Keith K. Slay. Uh-huh. I did not know that. Yeah, so Papoose used to be with him too, though. We never was really around each other. My cousin Psych and LBM was around, but Uncle Bourne took me to all the projects in Brooklyn. I was 16, battling everybody. DJ Scratch used to live over there. I got goosebumps right now. So, Uncle Bourne. And then Big Daddy King's birthday, we went to Nassau Coliseum. They had a concert. And then afterwards, we went to Kanasi to a diner. I got the videotape. I just never put it out yet. And then they was rhyming. And then Uncle Bone was like, Keith, Keith, you'll go. So I went to Kane. And I sat next to him. And I was rhyming. And then Kane was like, young boy, you're 21. I'm under the sun. Remember that record? He did and ain't no half-stepping. And I was rhyming. And Kane was like, how old are you? I said, I'm 16. And Dress jumped up and ran out the diner. 
And then I eventually met Eric. But Uncle Born and T-Roy, the original B-Boy, those two took me everywhere. I started writing rhymes when I was 12 years old, but I was listening like nine. Just kept going. And I just turned 50 years old, May 29th. I was born in 72. So when, how old were you when you dropped your first track properly? 20 years old with Eric Sermon. Swing it over here. Eric Sermon and Redman. Then I did Hostile. I was 19. Then I was turned 20 when I did uh, Hostile. Then I had to go to the penitentiary. And 19, I, I became, uh, I was an adolescent, uh, 18. Then 19, I became an adult and went to the adult tier. Then I got out and then went with Eric Sermon for two years, following the tour bus at EPMD. And then I met Redman and he put us together. And then I did Hostile, did a video with Eric Sermon. Then Eric Sermon took me to Jive. I did the most beautifulest thing in this world single in the album. And then 94 was the single. Then 95, the album dropped. So, so at that time, um, when I just done a bit of research on that time, good times were good, whatever. Then you had an issue in a bar. You had like a, a bar fight or something like that with someone. Well, it was a concert. Oh, was it a concert? Okay, In cool. Connecticut. Okay. Keith Murray, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, some other rappers. The promoter came and got me in a van, put LOD in the van, and we went to Connecticut. And there was a concert going on in there. And then it was a fight broke out. And I remember Ghostface on stage like, yo, y'all stop that over there. He didn't know who it was. LOD was fighting. I was outside with the promoter trying to tally up. But he wasn't coming correct with the bread. And then it was fighting and he ran in there. And I went in there. And then they was fighting. And then I remember I punched the promoter in the back of the head. And he didn't get hurt or nothing. But his brother got hurt, got hit in lacerations. And then I was doing another show. And I went to the airport. And a cop came with a dog after the show. Somebody told them. And they arrested me. And put me in a cell. And then they LED robbed somebody with a chain or something for that first show. But then I was like, what I'm locked up for? I thought it was robbery. And then they said assault. And then I had to go back and forth to Connecticut. And I had to pay $35,000 for bond Eric Sermon put up. And Jive paid for my lawyer's fee, $65,000 for a trial. And then I got a lawyer. And then the guy who got hurt said, I didn't see Keith Murray when I got hurt. And then the judge came back and the jury came back 30 minutes of deliberation. And then the judge pulled up the paper and he looked at the paper, but it was backwards. And I saw it guilty. Oh. And they, then, they gave you three years. Somewhere. Yeah, he said, Keith Murray, the, 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 the plaintiff said you wasn't there. The evidence showed you wasn't at the scene of the crime. The DA said, well, we can't lock up somebody we don't know. They wanted me to give names, but I went rat on my team. Yeah. And my one of my team members was like, well, you got caught. I was like, well, yeah, okay. One of my men, Mo Black, was in handcuffs. He jumped out the car and got away. And some white dude unlocked the handcuffs and got away. We left the scene of the crime. We got away. But then I went on the lam. And then when I went to trial, Enigma dropped. I was in trial. And I looked at the calendar. My album came out, Enigma, released. I was in trial. They came back guilty. And the bell pendant said they didn't believe me. The judge said, yo, they want to give you five years, I'm going to give you three. Jesus. 
I had spent, I was a high profile, so he put me in solitary confinement, but I had to sell my, uh, uh, sign myself out. I had my Timberlands in my Bible. And some dudes, young kids came in for murder. I was like, that's Murray. I was in high profile and I was in there for a year. One hour out wreck and shower once a week. And I met True Lost. I was in a cell with a dude like 87 years for killing a white lady and robbing her. He was on his way to death in jail. I was on my home. And then True Law told the counselor, get him out that cell, put him in cell with me. That's when I became a fiber center. But Uncle Born True gave me the knowledge of self. And I already had knowledge of self, but then I used to write books and scribe from Elijah Muhammad and um, um, Farrakhan, the Nation of Islam. But then I wrote all the scribes and I learned knowledge of self. And I read the Bible, uh, Quran, and the Torah. And when I was raising Christian, my grandmother and the Christians, but then Allah gave me knowledge and I was in there for a year. And I would play basketball. We had a basketball, take a shower, play, play basketball, or, or use the phone option for an hour once a week in the back of the cell. Once? Once a week? So, so, you, so you're on 23 hour lockup every day, but then once a week you're allowed to either use your phone for an hour or, or play, play basketball. basketball for an hour. That's crazy. And then also, and or shower. take a shower. Or take a shower. Or you'll wash up in your sink, wash up in your sink. Yeah. That's mad. That's crazy. 24-hour bang-up is crazy. But they put me in a cell by myself. I couldn't take it. I signed out. I had to go to population. Population was once a week out. Level four. Jesus. And it's still in there now. Big Cheshire. Now. Jesus. Well, that's, uh, prison ain't easy over days. <laughs> Niggas never coming home. That's crazy. That's See, that's what I'm saying. High crime. To the, to the story that see the other what you're telling me because when I I don't know if you saw the version yeah, yeah, yeah. but the way this version made it sound is like you got arrested um, you got three years and then you um, evaded the police you, you... I was out Eric Sermon bailed me out and I, my, I didn't have to go to conviction yet the way I found out that I had to go in was in the Atlanta Tribune my boy Vance brought the newspaper to the back and showed Eric Sermon. Keith Murray's on the run. <laughs> so you didn't even know? I didn't even know. Okay. He was looking for me. Uh-huh. And so my wife, ex-wife Tammy Brooke, the Jewish lady for FYI Media, her parents are from Jews. So I got an 18-year-old daughter go to NYU now, Dolly. She came, drove through Atlanta and got me. The cops was looking for me all over. I had to be in the back seat under a blanket from Atlanta to New York, all the tolls and everything. And I would pop my head up and the, the toll people would see me. And then they would call the cops on me. So she had to go different routes everywhere to New York before I could turn myself in. They was all after me on the run for real, a fugitive. Jesus. Like Wesley Snipes, New Jack City, G-Money. I'm on the run, G. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, that's a good So how long were you on the run for, technically? You know what I mean? Based like on three months. Jesus. I didn't know I was always convicted. Oh. So technically, remember, he he did he wasn't on he didn't know he was on the run. He was just living his life. Yeah. Then I knew I was on the run for like 30 days, I know. Okay. <laughs> so two months you didn't know, then the last 30. You know how it. crazy that is to just live in life and you know. I was at Eric Sermon house in seclusion. Couldn't go nowhere because you're locked up in the house. Like, 
Couldn't go to the store. They saw me. Like, I seen on the phone. <laughs> like, they, and the bell lady was like, Murray, can I have your autograph? I signed an autograph. She told the judge, oh, he's gallivanting with a passport. They seized my passport. <laughs> <laughs> and you gave her your autograph at all sorts? Yeah, they thought I was going to go to the UK. They thought I was out of there. Seized my passport. Locked me down. Froze my bank accounts and everything. Between us, if they hadn't taken it, would you have gone no. to the UK? <laughs> I was going to go, do my time. But I didn't tell me when to go. Okay, I respect that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I would have gone to the UK. <laughs> Take that trip. <laughs> you know, See how they're living over there. <laughs> do, you know, do you know now you said it, yeah? You, t- you just said about New Jack City. I was going to ask you a question. that In terms of um, those certain films, yeah? And I'll wait for you to finish. No, it's okay. Oh, sure? Yeah, so I was going to say, you mentioned New Jack City. Um, you've lived in New York and seen stuff. How accurate were films like that? Like New Jack City... Um, what else is there? Paid in full, yeah. Like, cause we're from here, so we see it and we're like, okay, cool, cool. But how accurate is it? Very serious. Those stories were depicted from real life issues. I know I'm paid in full, but but New Jack City, real life. Oh, serious. Carter is there in New York. Okay, and everywhere is a trap. They call it trap in Atlanta, but it was crack houses and crack environments. I sold drugs. My step pops. Jamaican less quit his job is to start a cooking. I don't know how to cook on a stove and cook in the microwave. I used to go up down with forty dollars and come back and make four hundred dollars. I made my first G on Carlton Avenue at the barber shop, hand in hand, cook it up, crack it. Uh, my uh, first charge was assault. And my, I was charged also with two ounces of cocaine. I didn't get to cook it up yet, or they would call crack. I opened up state, but I only had to do county time. Fortunately. Oh, so oh, so crack was a worse case than cocaine. Okay. Over here, that's more when I'm an athlete. Soccer, I played my whole life. Oh, serious? Yeah, I left fullback. I break your knees to try to go to my goalie. <laughs> 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 I'm a shooting guard in basketball, all league and track. I didn't know, but I didn't know soccer was like that in okay. those days. Oh. I know that soccer's big in the US now, but back then I didn't think it was. I was raised by thing. Jamaicans. Okay, so, reggae boys. Yeah, yeah, I was, so cool. I was, yeah. I uh, gravitated towards soccer. Okay, mm-hmm. and my friends played football in high school, uh, junior high. I'm on a soccer, but in drills, military sprints and drills, and then football. I didn't like the real bing bing. I didn't straight. I played touch football, but soccer, I can really go at it. Mm-hmm. It's Chelsea. That's your team, is it? <laughs> Why Chelsea? Liverpool. Well, Chelsea's number one. Chelsea and Liverpool. Nah. Why? You can't have two, though. Can you? Oh, you can't, but you could when you're Keith Murray. Okay. <laughs> I hear that. No, Liverpool's number one over Chelsea, but Chelsea is like number two. He supports Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> We're in the mud right now, though. Who didn't dolly me and raise no fool? And my number one football team is Liverpool. <laughs> what Arsenal? What's going with you? Excuse me? Arsenal. Arsenal? He's a good battle rapper. No, the football team. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of battle rap, you battled... Um... They can't fuck with 
You battled um, Fredo Star. Oh, no, Arsenal's good. Arsenal's great. We don't have an artillery. As in the football team? Duh, the die like my 12, 10 year old daughter. He's a um, Arsenal fan. You are? Yeah. Well, good luck for you. I mean, good of, for you. Top of league in the moment. Now you look good. You look good. Yeah, right. May it continue, please. Yeah. yeah. Amen to Arsenal. They're great. They're great. They are. Good for them. And they are. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah. They go on. Right. They go on. So, um, speaking of battle rap, you battled um, Fredo Star. I was a battle rapper since I was 16 years old. Yes. How was that battle? First, we went to Atlanta. Nobody sticking fingers in them was not there. I was ready. The promoters didn't have the money. It didn't happen. It went on for a year. Then we was in Brooklyn. And I waited for 45 minutes to get in. I said, yo, take me to the hotel, come back. I waited four hours before I got to that stage. So I started drinking, smoking, anything else that my system kicked up. I was zonked out by then. So you don't remember? I remember the rhymes, but I, I, could, I couldn't even perform. I was zonked out. You know what I'm saying? I was a fresh organic. <laughs> Not taking anything for fresh. Oh, he's one of my best friends to this day. Uh, I, I said, how long you something? Give him 85. I give him like a 70. Match those lyrics. Go look at those lyrics of my lyrics. Tell you, I'm round two. I'll take anybody. Right now, I go anywhere, anywhere, anybody. I will preserve myself. I'm not taking away from him or them, but the promoters in them, I don't bash them or nothing. No, it was a great experience. And if you look at the battle, they say they was there before and all of that. But that was not Keith Murray. No way, no how, no way under the sun. I've noticed, yeah, with rappers from the 90s, yeah, you don't get booked for a show, but you get paid when you get there. No. You just said, no, that the promoter didn't have your money. So you didn't. No, they didn't have it. You get booked when they lock the date in, you get 50%. And okay. then when you land and go somewhere, you're supposed you to get your money before the show. Before you even get to that venue. Yeah. If you go there, that's on you. Okay. But okay. when you were the agency, it's different. You don't play the game with the janky promoters. You got the janky promoter, mid-level, and you got the top of the food chain. You should pick and choose where you go. If you choose to do business with somebody, that's on you. Like James Brown, I'm not sure if you've seen Woodstock '99. Oh yeah, I finally seen it with James Brown because I think with him. 1990, '99. You know Woodstock, the festival. Oh, '99. Yeah, so mm-hmm. literally with um, James Brown, I think he's come to the festival to perform or whatever, and I think his manager's gotten there, so his manager wanted all the money before he performed. But I think they wanted to pay him after, so they were just going back. So the promoter didn't want to pay up front, and promote, and so the manager saying, "Listen, if you don't pay, James is not coming on." He's not coming on. But bear in mind, there's 300,000 people there. So you know what I mean? 300,000? 300,000. 300,000 in attendance. Yep, mm-hmm. over three days. James Brown over looked at... No, 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 no. 300,000 people were there and they were there for three days. Yeah. James Brown looked at the crowd. Yeah, so they literally... <laughs> yeah, they just I'm literally... James looked at the crowd and he was like, <laughs> we might have man. to make some exceptions. <laughs> Think about it. 300,000. You're like, when are you going to get to... When are you going to get to perform? You just put, that's a fuck my head up just now. Yeah, that was like a big festival, you know. Where was that held? Ah, I forgot. Where the hell 300,000 people at? Woodstock, Woodstock, no. Woodstock, Woodstock. yes. Yeah, so, no, it's not in Woodstock. So it was on a decommissioned oh. military base. Okay. Ooh. Was it, they put so the place called like Rome or something? Yeah, yeah, people yeah, place, in yeah one Rome. place at one time? Yeah, 300,000. So I think with Woodstock, the festival mm-hmm. started in 69. 
So they had, you know, it's one of those peace and love. Yeah, I know. I follow what's You know what I mean? Peace and love hippie festival. Then mm-hmm. it went, and I think they did one in night. I'm a black hippie. So yeah, sorry, I used sorry, to be. Sorry to correct, uh, correct you. Nearly four hundred thousand. There we go. Yeah, four hundred thousand people. Take that. Would you at Google? Yeah. <laughs> don't ask me. Yo, Murray, why these rabbits so frugal? I don't know, man. Don't ask me. Better ask Google. Google. <laughs> but yeah, bro. I'm, uh, one of my names too is the original African booty scratcher. You can call me that and be like, for Halloween. The original African yeah, booty scratcher. Bro, you might must have heard those. No, I've heard of African booty scratcher. Yeah, ABC. But, but we why, say why it you the original? like as a diss. Because I'm the original. Original never gets oh, old. Wait, 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 wait. You gonna let him say ABC for African booty African scratcher. ABC. Sorry, my bad. ABS, no? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you don't have heard that, bro. ABS. I was like, nah. ABC, one, two, three. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, Tickets were $150 and they made over $60 million. For three days. But the festival was a... do that. No, the festival was a nightmare. Like, if you saw the way it ended, it was... Just horrific. Psychedelic. So did James Brown end up performing? He did. Of course yeah. he did. He Get on up! Bro, when I say... Wait, Get on the scene! Yo, that's one of my... Like a sex machine! Day three, Limp Bizkit, Limp Bizkit performed. Day three. Brother. Limp Bizkit performed day three? Day three. When? The crowd was... When? Um, Woodstock. When? 99. No, 99. Not with James Brown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Brown Biscuit was performed. No, not together. On the so same on James, the same stage, but different the times. Same festival. James yeah, Brown yeah. was day one. Limp Bizkit was day three. Do you remember that video of DMX? In 1993? 99. Oh. Uh, remember that video of DMX and he's performing? Yeah, yeah, to the world. Yeah, that's Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, but he was on at That like, was Woodstock? Yeah. But he was on at like early in the day. That was the continent. Yeah, they had everybody. So yeah. the, I think the that's best what I said DMX was playing to the world, rock, isn't it? A rock group called Corn. DMX one of my best friends. God bless the day. He's going to bring me out of shows. Always. Oh, serious? Look at my Instagram page. I hate that winkle. That's one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite rappers, DMX. Time, yeah, 100%. Right, one of my personal favorites. Like, favorite when, when he came out, I remember his album was Dark and Hell is Hot. And I knew it word for word. Like every single song, the ad-libs, the, like, just everything. I just knew. You Dark should, um, you should watch the, um. Yo, the- I went to his funeral crowd like a baby. Not the big one at the Barclays Center. Like a baby. What did you say? I was going to say, you should watch the Murder, Inc. documentary. I'm oh, because it only talk one. about the um, yeah. how certain tunes came about. Yeah, it talks about DMX as well. I think I've got he brought him to um, Leo. Mm-hmm. Leo Cohen. Yeah, Leo Cohen. First, yeah. I know everybody, one of my best friends. Not, not best friend, good friend. He with every sermon. But yeah. Have you got any DMX stories or anything like that? Or Of course. I, I was always with X. Well, I'd love to hear them still because that's one so, of my guys, man. One time in LA, I went to CX Hotel. I chilled with him. I got in the car with him. He had bodyguards. So, he was driving. So, I'm in the passenger seat. We rocking. He driving. And you know, like, you in the car. In the lane, the other cars go this way, you go that way. Well, when the, the red light is there, you backed up, he would get in the left lane. Red line to the light. Go in the front. The bodyguards behind us. Go in the front to the light. Like that, where you going? Boom, we done. The car goes out next time. Zing, zoom. Any car come, we can die at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. But always brought me out and shows, follow everything. 
A heart. Oh, thanks. And then when I went to the funeral, I was with D. I couldn't take it. Let me cry like a baby with the D. How they said the suckers got us. They got us, man. No, nah, but it was, yeah, no, nah, it, was, it was a sad time with X. Excuse me, sir. Moment of silence. Yeah, Max. Amen. Amen. Rest in peace, DMX. Man. I saw a funny story about DMX when he was on The Breakfast Club and he was saying that was when he got arrested for impersonating a police officer. You seen that? Was the airport? So DMX was like the story. First of all, the story gets bro, funnier. This story shouldn't even go that far. Bro. It's DMX, bro. No, like, but no, but the story gets funnier and funnier. So DMX, with the white, with the white people. It, yeah, he had a girl. Car, he had a car. He said, you're not a cop, you're DMX. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, DMX has got a car here, yeah, and he can like turn the sirens on, isn't it? So he said. So basically, when he starts the story, he's like, I was in a rush to the airport, so I put the thing on. So they were like, all right, cool, cool, cool. He's buzzing up. <laughs> he's buzzing up. So he's like, I'm on the, I was in a rush to the airport, so I put the sirens on. So they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So you just use it to get to where you're going. I'm going to pour that motherfucker over too. They're like, what? So you got out of the car too. So like, he literally put the sirens on, got out of the car too. They don't like, right, so what else happened? Mm-hmm. I, I, I might have asked for their license and their driver's vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so like, D, like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he literally got out of the car, pretended to be police, checked their, their details. No, like, you're DMX. He was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. He just done it for banner. He said he didn't know why he done it. He said, but they were like, but I thought you were in a rush. You've got me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, idea when D's just talking, but it's yeah. like, what? No uniform, nothing, you know? <laughs> no, but like I said, you're not undercover police officer. But you're DMX, bro. We know it's you, bro. Like, do you, know, you know you're famous. Like, do you know how famous you are? Like, D, it's not like you're not like a, a regular black man for the. No, you're DMX, bro. Yeah, you yeah. got platinum selling albums. One of the most you famous a, people on earth. Bro, you put the hazard, I mean, the sirens, sirens on. on, pulled them over and asked for. And you know the thing about DMX, yeah? But even, though, even like the way Shaq. he talks, even. Like, even it's if you didn't know who DMX is, yeah, you'd be like, why is this guy talking like that? Mm-hmm. So you, you've you definitely heard this guy before. You'd be hey, like, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, hey. Can I get your driving license? Yeah. Yeah. Vehicle <laughs> But wasn't Shaq a thingy, um, a sheriff for a while? Yeah. Huh? Remember Shaq was a sheriff for a while? Shaq who? Shaquille O'Neal. Serious? Yeah. He got a cop. He put me and Eric Stone over one day. So what? During during the Lakers Shaquille, days or what? No, 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 after. Put me and Eric Stone over one day. Got out and then flashed the badge. <laughs> yeah. What? Bro, you yeah. didn't know. You didn't know no. Yeah. Bro, yeah. But why though? Side mission. Just, wanted to, just, just, just because he could. He gave him an opportunity. That's crazy. I know. Because yeah. you're thinking you're Shaq. So why would you... You got to diversify your portfolio. To be a, to be a sheriff. Come on, Marvin. <laughs> no, I hear you, but to be a sheriff, all the things you're like, you don't have to go through the rigmarole. All you have to do is be a. Sheriff. I've seen that picture. Yeah, I thought it was a meme, bro. No, he's a police no, officer legit. in Florida. Was a meme. Yeah, no, no, he was legit. a police officer in Florida. I don't know how serious he took his job, though. Nah, he he took it. For, he took it seriously. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he joined yeah. Miami Police Force. Serious? Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say what I was saying. Sorry. Um. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. To, you know what I mean, segue where we were talking about Woodstock, yeah. when Limp Bizkit was performing. Yeah. Bro, the crowd started dismantling the stage. Why? Because they were just, just, bro. It was a very the energy, crowd. like It was just a very, vo- so, okay, imagine if we had a festival, right? And then and they had Lethal Bizzle playing power. These are some of my uh, most popular and more kind of energetic songs. Pa- uh, Lethal Bizzle. So imagine they had Pow. Lethal then, Bizzle. And literally imagine playing songs like Pow. And everyone just going back, mad. To back, to back. And there's nothing <coughs> that brings the crowd down. down. So the all the songs just keep taking everyone up, up, up. So mm. when he got to Limp Biscuit, and he has an ego. So for him, you know what I mean? He could have diffused the crowd essentially. And he just told them, you know what I mean, let's go off. No, but I don't understand why he would have diffused the crowd. But he was just I try it. so Marvin, hard. They started, they started taking the stage apart. So they had these um, panels around the wall. So mm. like, as in wireless, you know, that keep people in and out. Bro, they dismantled them. People crowd surfing on them. Yeah. So people crowd surf. He was crowd surfing on them. Yeah, he jumped in the crowd. And bear in mind, yeah, the previous days, like everyone, a group of people, decide, not even a group, I say hundreds of people just decided to be naked. One of the one of the bands, I think it's Corn. Corn. One of the, the guitarists. Oh, is there a program on this? Or something? Yeah, it's yeah, on, Netflix. on Netflix. The guitarist. Oh, Woodstock '99. Oh, so you've both seen it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guitarist played Corn, naked. It wasn't naked. It was in the nude. In the nude. <laughs> oh, he had his dick out. He was naked. Yeah. Imagine, imagine one of the performers butt naked. I think it's, I think the band was called Corn. Corn. K O R N. The guitarist was in the nude. The whole performance. Dick out everything. So people in the crowd like were naked as well. Girls. We'll get we'll crowd surfing butt naked. Like it was, but it was mad. And bear in mind, yeah, after the festival. Which, mind you, it might have been drugs. No, no it, definitely, definitely. Might have been. Yeah, <laughs> might have been. Definitely. Might have, said might that have been. To protect the innocent. No, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That, it was 100%. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine. They might even have crack. <laughs> some some okay, people. Okay, you could choose what drug it was. I ain't going to say it. <laughs> some people. Um, so after the festival was done, there was like a hangar that held 60,000 people. Had an after party there. After party, we go until morning. Fatboy Slim. If I would, no, Fatboy Slim played at the festival. They played, Wasn't it? No. They cut his set short, remember? Because someone drove the van in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was in the hangar. I don't know if he DJ in the hangar. I'm not sure. There was yeah, after he was party, in the hangar because that's where they brought the car in. Hangover? That and then in, they dropped the thing. Hangover? No, hangar, hangar. hangar. Like air, aircraft oh, hangar. Yeah. Oh. Like 60,000 people. And, and oh, what, we've been there for an hour. How many? We go another hour? Yeah, it's about another hour. Yeah, maybe like another yeah, hour 45. Maybe. Um, I, I'm just facing myself for life. So, I know, like, so imagine they um one of the people that were performing at the after party said he they looked at the crowd to the left here there was a line of people all having sex yeah in the after party so we all naked I know Brent no. Brent will kill us yeah. I ain't got no weed <laughs> <laughs> I just asking so um that was like by day two because you know I can't sit here that long. <laughs> Without some type of fresh Brent, air. Does, does Brent have weed? You know, because Brent's been dabbling in a lot of things recently. Uh, Without Brent no might fresh have air. weed. At least step outside for a fresh yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to take a 10-minute break? Well, we can sit here. Y'all can talk all you want. 
<laughs> no, we'll take a break. When I'm not involved in the conversation, yeah. I can step out. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So it's literally you should watch it though. It's um. I can't. I don't know what it's called. It's not called Woodstock. The uh, documentary. It's called Woodstock Night. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then um. This, this is the stupid thing. So imagine. I think the last set. The promoter decided to hand. No, no, no. It's oh, he decided no, to hand the out candles. the candles. So basically, hundred thousand candles. So the yeah. as a tribute to someone. No, no not to someone. So basically, gun crime was going. Um, was you know running rampant in America, and there'd been a shooting at Columbine. So this is after oh, yeah, Columbine. The school, yeah. So stupid after that's white boy. Yeah. So literally in. We were going Columbine. We were going to chat. We were stupid ass white boy. Yeah, stupid ass white boy. So what's happened is, um, in memory of all the people that got you know killed during Columbine, hey, they've given a hundred thousand people candles, and these motherfuckers set fire to shit. A lighter. Uh, I don't know. Let me message Brent. let me message Brent for a lighter. Hey, we don't put a camera on that don't no, worry, we'll cut it up. I don't understand how you can give um, out 100,000 candles. Easy. So what, someone got burnt away? No, but somebody, bro, they start, imagine being at Wireless, right? Or Coachella, and people just start lighting fires. No, I hear that. But remember, that's, this is 99. Now, like, you're going to have... Health and safety. Health and safety, whatever. Them days. Brother. No, but like, come no. on, man. Like, 100,000 candles. But lit. see, what you're leaving you just, out, Taser. No, but it looks cold, though. Taser, it looks cold, but just... Pre- but what you left out is the fact that those people didn't get the best treatment throughout the festival. I didn't leave it out. I just wanted people to watch it. Yeah, so literally, they didn't get the best treatment, so that's why the festival went wrong. So imagine going to a festival, Marvin, spending... Remember, £150. Marvin, imagine £150, Marvin, in 99. Mm. That's like four bills now. So they paid $150 or whatever to go and to this festival. By day one, they've run out of... No, the price of water is like so $8. So the company... Um, so what they did is to, you know what I mean, to raise more money, they sold the licensing rights of the food and stuff like that, food vendors, to an external company. So this company could set their own prices. So they can charge whatever. So a bottle of water in 99 was $4. You know what I mean? $4 for a bottle of water in 99. For Keep Murray. You know what I mean? So, a bottle of water was $4 in 99. So, you know what I mean? And people like, we didn't have no money for, you know what I mean? $4 for yeah. water. Majority so of the crowd were like 18 is. to like 25. And so, the water, so they had communal water there, like, you know, fountains and stuff like that. The water was tainted, essentially, because basically by day two, it was contaminated with shit water. So, the water, like, the guy, remember one of the guys who works there, like, they took the water to the lab. So, they went and chased, tested bare pumps bare water samples and they put them in the lab but he's like when he's gone back into the lab he's like the smell that knocked him back in the lab was just ridiculous and every single bit of water they tested was contaminated one girl says she drank water on, on site yeah and, and she, she woke the up with mouth, ulcers mouth. on her lip her stomach inside her mouth like it was nasty oh, there's a name for what she called the disease oh I forgot what it is but yeah, STDs Rampant. Remember, everyone's just fucking. Do you know three people died there, right? Yeah, yeah I know, they, I know. But they didn't, they didn't highlight that in the documentary, nope. though. Yeah, you had to go find that out. Yeah, so there's one on HBO that highlights the deaths. Oh, okay, because there's a um. You see, after the after party, yeah. the hangar, then they move off, and on the same site is where everyone was camping. Everything was on the same site. So how the people? I'm, I'm, how the bro, they were sleeping in tents. How they died? Yeah, bro, people were getting crowds. raped, bro. You know, it's crazy because one guy was like, "So these dudes have." So imagine Marvin. You imagine we're performing three shots live or whatever. And in the middle of a performance, someone drives a van through the crowd. Why? Because they, they were drunk. Drunk, high. I remember, bear in mind, drunk, alcohol, high, shrooms, and this acid, is, LSD, bear in mind, this weed, is, everything. These are the times of American Pie and all of those type of movies in America. So, you know, it was that, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, culture that culture at yeah. the time. So 
the dude is like, they've stopped the van, you know what I mean? From whatever, because they want to stop the van. The dude was like, he's gotten in the van. And there's the, he's like, there was a girl that was no more than 15 years old. She's laid out there, you know what I mean? Passed out, you know what I mean? Clothes half off or whatever. There's a grown man just putting his clothes on and he's got out the back of the van. This young girl, 15, you know what I mean? This dude that just had sex with her and just went about his business. And there were so many other sexual assaults at the festival. It was just ridiculous. He bro. didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't say that they had sex, but he alluded to it because of what he saw. Do you know what I mean? Like you've opened the door, you've seen a girl passed out on the floor. Naked. Basically. With her clothes off, and, and then the dude, dude putting, his, just putting his clothes back on and about to step out. But this is in the middle of the festival whilst they're performing. So because that's happened, they kind of somehow radioed and said, Fatboy Slim, stop your set. So they've stopped the and set. people started throwing shit. People started throwing fat, shit. Fatboy Slim. So imagine being on set, you're performing. They've stopped the set. And they were like, we won't continue unless they get the van out. So imagine you're performing and someone drives a van into the venue. And they're like, we're not going to continue unless the, the van. So the you have safety. to stop. So now everyone's pissed off with you. So they keep throwing shit at you now on stage. And you're like, it's not my fault. You know what I mean? has nothing to do with so people just kept throwing shit at Fat Boy Slim they literally had to you know what I mean just get, get him, him off the stage that's how crazy it was and then they stopped the show early so a lot of these people bear in mind it's a high energy show so people were expecting more acts but then they've stopped the show so as they've stopped the show these people started rioting all night they literally ripped the whole place apart you know what I mean remember when they got on the tower towers dropped they started setting fires everywhere it was anarchy. They had to get riot policing no, to get no, everyone out. They had to get mad. riot police. People were getting, you know what I mean, maced everywhere. Imagine, you know what I mean? Police were in there. Riot police. Because remember, imagine wireless here yeah, and everyone just decides to go mad. After a while, you can say, all right, cool, you know what, guys, I'm going home. You can't even say that here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know you can't even say it. You're, like, you're Three, literally you know I mean? there. Right, there's hundreds of thousands of people there. I'm right under. <laughs> Brent was like, he held out. <laughs> 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 Where'd I put the remote? Now you can turn it off. We'll turn it off. So I'm gonna say, right, so in terms of rapping, who who do you listen to now. from the new school? As in, like, because rap has changed. Because what? Joey Badass, Joey Ooh, Badass, yeah. okay. Kendrick Lamar, Ooh. J Cole, <laughs> Lil Pump. Lil Zam. Don't mind who's that. It's like a new school. I know, rap, I know Little Pump. I know the name. Yeah. I didn't say I didn't know who it is. I don't listen to music. Little Pump is the white boy? Yeah. I yeah. think he is. That's Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Is he, is he white? Is he trash. Spicy, white? I don't know. Trash. 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 You like it? No. Nah. Oh. They got, he's got songs so like it's a wave in the that, club. It was a, yeah. yeah. Kanye song, Kanye. Do you like it? Oh, so no. why are you bringing him up? I'm just checking. You know what I mean? I thought you might listen. I'm not. I shouldn't diss him because they do. I'm not dissing him and saying you know I don't listen to that. Okay, cool. I but don't to but it. um, I like the fact you mentioned Joey Badass. If you like hip hop, his new album is actually you know it's refreshing. It's my guy. It's different to like everyone trying to go down. Johnny Snipes for cinematic. I used to be with him all the time. He got his deal. Never thought to keep Murray again. Like what happens in this business? No, that's the that's the appropriation. Do you know the craziest thing is you, you a lot of the people you've named, I I can see why. He's independent now, he's now he's with snipes. Oh and my okay. wife, Tammy Brooke, was like, What are you with him for? I, I should have listened to her. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? The same clip I sent you my guys. My ex-wife. 
the clip I sent you guys where Mace was talking about the situation with, with Five Year Foreign. Five Year Foreign. Because he was like, basically, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with the situation where Five Year was like, uh, Mace gave him 5,000 up front. He did, but he's the guy who did the song with Alicia Keys. Yeah. From Brooklyn. Yeah, he did the song with Alicia Keys. I listened to his album. I didn't get anything from it, but I got, I understand the song. I like that song. So with him, he so there was a little kind of back. Mace paid somebody five thousand dollars. So basically, like it's crazy because the way the story came. Oh, out, he so, wanted their fan base. But no, see that's see that's the reaction we all had at the beginning. So he was like, when he he was working with Mace, Mace gave him five grand up front, signed him or whatever. We were like, that's he nice. signed him. Yeah. Oh, he signed them. I thought you said he gave him five thousand to do a song. No, 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 five thousand to sign him. So oh. we all thought, bro, that's kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? The way he described it is like, May signed me for five grand or whatever, and so on. So Mace has come back now, and he's told the story himself. He's like, I signed a dude for five grand. And he was like, but the reason I... A bonus. Nah. So he's like, the reason I did that, he was like, he was building this guy up, and, you know, we we're working towards a deal. So I signed him to a deal so he couldn't go and sign to anyone else and sell us out. You know what I mean? So what then happened is, once Mace signed him, so I think the deal was a million and a half. So Mace took 750 he took 750 Mace took an extra 50 from him for all the money that he'd spent. So Mace took 800 He took 700 You know what I mean? And Mace was like, but that's all I got. You know what I mean? He's like, so at the beginning with the deal that he had, Mace had access to 30% of what he was making. Mace was like, I gave him back the 30%. Once I got my... And he gave him back his masters as well. You know what I mean? So he's like, I don't Ooh, own. He's like, I don't publishing. make anything. Give him a fair deal. So he's like, I don't make anything. Off this guy I just got the one thing If a broker in the deal mm-hmm. And that was it mm-hmm. You know what I mean So I thought that was Kind of fucked up When Fivio went out And said you know Mace So the kind of way He made it seem was Mace screwed him over Ooh, But can I can turn I Turn this back on But can I add to that though uh-huh. um, I wouldn't be surprised If Fabio Doesn't know his deal mm-hmm. Because even Cameron Cameron's got a new episode Out with um, Wallow and Gilly Yeah And he explains how He gave up his Um I think a percentage of his publishing just because he wanted to get a, a Mercedes. Like he had a deal, but he was like, the deal was, the money he made from the deal initially was just enough to buy a house. But he's like, I can't flex when I go back to the hood. So he gave up some of his publishing just to buy, um, I think he said a 400 Benz. One of the Benz is at the time, yeah, just to buy the car. Probably but he didn't. But then when they asked him, so like, did you know what you're doing? He said, I didn't, I didn't know. I just knew that it was of value. They gave me, I think they gave him 80,000. Dollars, and he said, "Yeah," and I, and I used that money to go buy a Benz. He said, "Now, in hindsight, it's like shit." But that's I, what Mace was saying. So when Mace was talking about his situation with Five Year, it was like, "I did." It's like I signed him, and I'm I locked everything in, so he couldn't do anything like that. Because mm. he's like, think about it. Five Year was like he had no money at the time, so he was like, he would have probably taken anything that anyone was giving him. So Mace is giving him five grand up front. So bear in mind, you have no money. Mace is giving him five grand up front. And he's gone and negotiated a great deal. And basically, based on the situation where Mace was like, he couldn't go and screw us all over and sign a bullshit deal with anyone. Because you know for a fact, bro, imagine if you have no money to your name and someone comes in with 200 grand, Mm. you might take it. You know what I mean? Whereas somebody who knows better has gone and got you a mil and a half where you've then split the bread. He's given you 750. You know what I mean? Just off Uh, off the bat. So in regards to deals, have you... Have you signed? Have you? Can, can you look back in hindsight and be like, "I've signed some good deals. I've signed some horrible deals." Like I know that now because you're in this. You've been I've in this. Great deals. Signed great deals. I read my contracts well. I own my publishing and my intellectual property. Eric Sermon 
it gets 50% from the pub, the producer. He gets 100% producer. Now, I rap. I get 100% of my publishing. He samples people. So the people he sample get a part of the writers. Okay. And anybody who raps on the record with me get a percentage of their publishing. Dev Squad splits 33 and a third percent of the writers. So, the samples get paid first. Anybody on the rap, rap, record raps with me gets their percentage, and then I get my percentage. So, I'm the last to get paid on my percentage. If I rap more, I get more. Less samples, more money for me. But you know, you, you know, you said you read all your contract. My last check was ninety thousand dollars about a year ago, and I get like five hundred dollars to uh, thirteen hundred dollars every three months. Okay. Oh, now, plus the ninety thousand. Oh, you know, for a second there, I thought you said the last check was ninety thousand, and you only got five hundred of it. I was like, what was that, buddy? It it goes down to if when they play your records and whoever the license own the license and you get the royalties from ASCAP or BMI or Sound Exchange and whoever administers your publishing. And if you pull the bull by the horns and you go out there and you pitch, 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 sell, sell, sell your catalog, you license it and you get the money. If you own everything, it's on you to go out there and make sure that you get place of it with every corporation in America or the UK or We anywhere. had that conversation yeah, where we said a lot of men own they yeah, want to own publishing, but, don't do nothing with but it. they don't do nothing with mm. it. This we had that it. conversation a few episodes yeah. ago. Yeah, if I, you don't have, if you know he's like, I own it, how I, do I make money? I think we were saying like a lot of people are selling Intellectual property for monetary gain. Mm. Yeah, we were saying that a lot of people are selling their catalogs now. Like Justin Timberlake sold his catalog the other day. Shakira. Shakira. For how um, much? I think it was $200 million did he sell his one for. Shakira was upwards about 500 Oh, Shakira sold it as well? Yeah. Um, she still, uh, still uh, can't uh, pay them taxes. Uh, but they, so, but you pay taxes. But if you got a corporation, you got expenses, you work around taxes. Mm. Jewels. I watched this video on YouTube. I was talking about publishing. And I don't know if you would have realized, if you go on Spotify or any of these DSPs, you can search a song and the song comes up multiple times. Because it's been uploaded by different companies on the playlist. No, no, no. I just, just like if you go on Spotify and search a song, there's some songs that have come up twice. Or each playlist. No, it could be no, just individual. I don't know what song. Individual on the you play it. What's the example you're using? Is in why have they put it up multiple times? Because, for example, I might have a song, yeah, and I've registered it, and I'm getting the publishing. Man, you might you upload the same song. With, whoever you upload or who you did no. a song with or the user. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you might have a company, publishing mm. company, then you upload my song as well. But yours gets more streams. If I don't double check, as in every single detail on mine, I might get paid like $300 and be like, hold on, but it's been streamed more. But, but it it's your one. Yeah, but your one, so you're getting paid. 0.0.9... And then it but, generates. But I'm not entitled to that. No, no it's my no. song because it's his, it's your it's his upload. It's my. So it's upload. your upload. So I, he's so literally it's his song, but it's yeah. your upload. So if he doesn't check, that's what I'm saying. To get yours taken mm-hmm. off, but yeah. Remember, Distro yours. Kid or whatever. But there's a lot of companies that are just like mimicking certain people's songs because they know they're not going to check it and then driving streams. I don't know if they're using factories or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I don't check mm-hmm. my publishing. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to get the money that I'm deserved because it's you're eating. Oh, yeah, okay, so you, okay, so okay. as much as like you're... So you mean, you're saying YouTube? So no, no, if no, I do a um, song DSP. with you, it's up to me to also have my publicist administrator register the song if you don't register it. So you can eat off my percentage if I don't claim it. Okay. Or I can freeze it if I do. Or Kelly freeze Home Alone. Okay. He yeah. froze it. Froze it. So my lawyer go gets that money. When did he, he froze it recently? So when he got his case, he froze Not it. Not recently, them. he froze it. He didn't produce the record. He said he did. G one. My it. boy from LA produced it. Yeah. But if he didn't argue it, R. Kelly would eat. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If I didn't counter counter, sorry, sorry. But that happens You're all the take time. Any money off his canteen. That's, that's a rhythm, though. Did you see what happened with the, his that's case? A, that's, where... one of, that's one of my favorite songs. You know, you know what song? Well, Home Alone. What? Keith Murray rocks Viverse mm. Universal and Overcome. Kabama, R. Kelly and Prove It Can Be Done. Mm. Non Stopping, Death Squad and Rockland. Yo, Belengo, it's popping. <laughs> what? Step into a deep place with me tonight. <laughs> what? No, with that tune, oh, what Kelly, happens man. is, um, so with so, R. Kelly so, so, is. Chilling in the house on the hill, you got to say. My, 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 like Johnny Gill. Hey, Come rich on. girl, poor girl, get the same respect. You get all drink for free and call. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment of proof with burn the truth We stack loot and spread love Like a truce The lyrical genius With the R&B Messiah And the roof The roof The roof is on fire He sets on fire And as long as the party Is jumping We ain't concerned We don't need no water Let that motherfucker burn. burn And anybody who is Somebody is here Throw your middle fingers In the air That's a true story Throw your middle fingers In the air That thingy yeah That video how was the video that in terms finger, of? Yeah. <laughs> a finger is the finger of the year. <laughs> them videos, how are them videos? Is it is it an actual party in terms of those videos or is it just a case of car, yeah, uh, everyone no, goes no, home? No, 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 no. Actual parties. Art imitates life. Life imitates art. I feel like back then there were parties. Now, it's like action and then yeah, so exit. It's all the same. Art imitates life. Life imitates art. Life imitates art. I think, I know what you mean, but I think I, I get what Keith's saying in terms of stuff changes in terms of now. Their work. It's more work as in like, we're signing these models to work. I'm working from this time to that time. You always cool, do. Cool, cool, cool. They always. always. Okay. They get done up and they go and do the act of the party. Down. Climate control. You turn that shit off. No, because no, I was saying, down. You know, when you were talking um, about uh, R. Kelly and the song or whatever and Canteen, do you see the situation? So basically, after his case, um, apparently they had court fees he was supposed to pay and he didn't pay the court fees. I seen a video. He said, well, if they're going to do anything, that means they should have done it already. Yeah, he's he's, he's living in a different I know you mean he's got, so he's got money in his canteen, so, isn't it? So, so probably like it. 30 grand on his canteen, so yeah. they froze it. Yeah. So they're like, they'll take their court fees so from court his fees. canteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? The commissary. It's like, it's, they're if like, you that's not, protect that money. That's it. Now, you protect it in a trust fund. Your canteen? No, I think it's talking about his money. Oh. Can you can put your trust fund? You don't pay taxes, it grows interest, and you. Put the interest in investments. You talk about his oh, money, you talk, you his money, his his money oh, in general. Actual money. Oh, okay. Any money you have, if cash, you have cash. That's it. Yeah. But if you collecting royalties from an entity, 
trust fund. Put it away. No then. taxes. Put it in your children's name. It grows until they go to college. Oh. No, yeah. With you him, do it anyway in the world. I think he had you got a lo- children? No, I don't. So put the money, if you want, stock market, or you choose it that, or trust fund. It grows interest from what you pick and choose and diversify your portfolio. Mm-hmm. You hear that, man? The first fire portfolio, man. So you get streamed from seven or eight different ways. Whoever make money, you invest that money. And you pick and choose if it dips or fl- fluctuates. You can pull it out anytime you want. But trust fund protects you from taxes. And all sorts of stuff. I did, oh, you know, you know, or liability. You know what you know ain't done in the or middle. Or liability. You might ain't trying to convince me to buy crypto in a minute. Or property. <laughs> I was just property, gonna say, yeah. Buy property. Yeah. I was just going to say. You don't own the land, but you own the property. Um, I saw an article Let's the other day. Let's like own your masters. Mm-hmm. Where um, a guy said, I think he went he went into a divorce last year or the year before, whatever. Anyway, when crypto was booming, and he decided oh, to take yeah, his yeah, share yeah, 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 in crypto, it. and then she took cash, and now nah, he's like, "What well, can I go back to the judge and say, yo, <laughs> yo <laughs> I need some of that cash back because crypto is not booming right now." Um, and he's it's basically NFT, NFT boom. NFT, have you, got any, have you got any NFTs? Yes. I just made a new deal. And I get monthly stipulations in NFT that goes into the Mary Church Fund from Madison and Milan. Love that. 14 inch and yells. I can't last. And Dolly, 18 years old. And Brittany, she does her thing. I still don't understand the NFTs. A lot of them are rug pulls. Don't I told you, man. Ask Google. You know what's mm-hmm. funny? Because remember we had this conversation and we we had the debate of whether it was a fraud or whatever. One dude, one of the biggest, I forgot one of these monkey ones, dude is facing 40 years in prison. Oh, is it? Yep. You know what they, one of the things they done him for? Yeah. Money laundering. Remember I said that? Remember we had this conversation and I told you, dudes, that's what a lot of guys were doing. One of the biggest ones, the guy's facing 40, he's going to get the 40 years because I feel like they want to make an, an example, example yeah. out of people. You know what I mean? 40 years. You know, for fraud. You know, you know how mad you're for, actually. Oh yeah, by the way. Bernie they, Madoff, what did they give him? 150 years. They gave him 20 years, you know. Who? Casanova. Yeah. No, he's got, his co-defendant got 20 Ooh. No, Casanova got 248 no. months. Cas- oh, the rapper? Yeah. yeah. No, no, he co-defended got 20 years. Right, I read that. No way. Where Casanova No, nah, nah, he didn't get it. New York. I don't know what part, though. He did? Wow. This yeah, is new sure to me. Because he's, I'm sure he's, 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 I read he said Casanova's co-defendant gets 20 years. Ooh. He, I don't think he's got time yet. Because I would have definitely heard about that. That's an article. Mm, okay. Ooh, co- Prosecutors recommend 20 to 24 years. Yeah, he's gonna get that. Like, he, but, his, but his co-defendant was the one who got twenty. Get like, out of here. He hasn't got. He hasn't. That's what I'm saying. But he hasn't been sentenced yet. Blinger, this is juicy. Yeah, t- yeah. So he, if he's code D, got that, he's probably gonna get the same. And remember, he's at the top. Downside of the car, you know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the 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 post I saw said two hundred and forty-eight months, which obviously how could, long is that? Two years, because the reason uh, about two. His sentencing is in December. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, because what you saw today is what the yo, the feds are not playing. He's co-defending. No, they, the feds, you know, because remember they did it with uh, what's the other guy, Taxstone. Remember Tax? Oh yeah, Tax did it still with in there, man. Taxstone. Yeah, they, uh, he was a podcaster. Remember podcaster? You know what I mean? They oh, did yeah. that with him. He's gone. 
Go on, go what? on, go on. I know. How long did it take? Yeah, it was. Uh, remember the shooting with what's his name? What's um, the Troy Av. Troy, Troy Av. Yeah. So you remember he had the back and forth with Troy Av. How long did he get? Troy Av's bodyguard. How long did um Taxstone get? It's like twenty. No. No way, bro. It's murder. He said, "Be he didn't die, be though. safe, bro." Yeah, he's he bodyguard that died. Shit. Troy Av didn't die, so he shot Troy, and Troy Av's bodyguard died. So what am I looking was... for for you? Yeah. For me. No, oh, he found NFT, it. He NFT, NFT, oh, NFT. Oh, NFT. That's mad. I didn't know that. I know Taxon was still inside, but I didn't know it was... Um, I oh, thought it was shooting. I didn't know it was for the murder. Yeah, murder. So remember, he's so... So remember like you knew. But um, so, he advocated that. And the thing is with Tax, you know what I mean? He spoke... You know, his little back and forth with Troy Ave, hmm. you know what I mean, led to that. You know what I mean? He did antagonize him, you know, quite a bit. And that's kind of how the situation got to where it got. Here's the trust. But I've got NFT. Go ahead. NFT's got a love... Gotta love um, social media. Nah, you got you got ten. Who you try? Taxstone. He's facing up to twenty years in jail. He's actually only got ten. By already serving four years, he's almost halfway done with the federal charges that he was sentenced ten for. What's additional? It's un- unclear if the state charges will be co- concurrent with his previous sentences. State is bullshit. Federal is more. Yeah, he be he be home. He see the light of day. <laughs> and he, the thing is, he, he you know when he went home? He, he gels well. Like Keith Murray, I gel well. He was doing so well. Think about podcasting. Yeah, Tax Gone was, was, was the next up still. He was like, you see what M1 for Game were doing and stuff like that. Tax was the guy. Yeah. Uh, well, who? Tax Gone, M1 for Game with um, Gilly and Gilly Wallow. the Kid and Wallow. Oh, so he was... Million dollars. Yeah. yeah. yeah M. Yeah, that for them, there's a million dollars or they say M1 for Game. No, I'll have. Above the bar. See, that's a difference. You see, there's a difference? That. The lingo. No, the so di- if you look at the little part that says M1 for game. Part of self. You say, what's the difference? A court, a balls, turn the AC up a little bit. A balls over there or here? The lingo. Lingo is different. Yeah, the lingo's. But on their little post, it says M1 for game sometimes. No. I think it's the um the Instagram app. Yeah. Listen, you know better than I know, but I know million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very literal. Very literal, yeah. Wait. Literation. Where do you think you'd be now? Tax. Yeah. You'd be big. Bina. Massive. He was, Massive. He was, he was bigger at the time. No, I said, where, where do you think Taxstone would be today? I'll be now. Yeah. Be where now, would he yeah. be now? Who? Taxstone. Where would he be now? Yeah, if he was where out. Doing? Still podcasting. He did. The number one podcast in the world. No, he would have been big. No, 100%. I'll give him that. Because he had the connection. Number one. Now give it to him. so real. Like y'all. Like y'all number one in your field, right? Yep. Facts. True facts. Factual. (laughs) No, true. Yeah. True. Text them. Text them guys still. God give us the choice of words if we choose them properly. Mm -hmm. Nations go to war over words. Mm-hmm. And tax was like I said, tax was doing well. Remember, no, it was his name. Nah, people knew tax. People tax knew tax's tax story as well. What's his name? Tax. tax. This is number one way the U.S. is anywhere getting revenue. Do what? Tax. Tax the niggas. Tax everybody. <laughs> the one thing you can't get out of. Look, this, that, is my, this is my slogan. <laughs> but tax. But we say, oh. Uh, 
<laughs> no, but Tex was doing like he was doing well, and he was a great. I got story. a new record label called Mogul Ghetto Mogul. Uh, so that's your that's your <laughs> you know, record. Reminds me Ghetto of... mogul, and that's and that's and that's your um, slogan. Uh, and what I remind you of, Keith? Keith, Keith what remind you? Of? So, so when the, when Keith the secretary answered the phone, hi, uh, this is. Excuse record. me, this uh, uh. phone number has not got a uh, 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 messages is for. <laughs> you don't hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> The person you're trying to contact is not at this number uh, available. anymore. I'm no, it's not available. And the messages are for. Please leave your name and number in a text. Keep uh, We were talking about um, just before this started, um, thing in Malice in the Palace, mm. and we're talking about fights and stuff like that. It goes back to your situation where the world sees one thing, and the situation is something totally different. That man, not, that, that, that man was in the crowd though. But if you look at bro, if but if yeah, you look at the when you look at the when Malice, Malice Ron Artest and you know what I mean Jermaine O'Neal O'Neal and uh, Stephen Jackson. Stephen yeah, Jackson. They, got, they got it cracking though. No, but if you but if you see the way it started, it was crazy because remember this was the final game. You know what I mean? These dudes were going, you know what I mean? They were about to get their rings at the time. That was the final game or whatever. They and got they, their rings? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. That was the game before the final. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Remember they said that Oh yeah yeah They were like yeah. whoever He's like whoever Whoever wins this game Is, winning the, champ- winning, is winning the, the championship, championship Basically Those so are the Look how many people Want to do NFT So he was like so Atrocity So he was like They were at that game Or whatever So Ron Artest You know what I mean Like he was Hothead You know what I mean So he's in the middle Of that whatever He's pushed someone The guy's gotten crazy And he's You know what I mean He's just on smoke You know what I mean He's trying to fight him Trying to fight him Trying to fight him Or whatever So the crowd now so, Marvelous Yo bro Mm-hmm. Oh, the, is it? I Brent. The, Brent, no, it's, it's over there. Check should, the, should the table over there, bro. Hundred percent, because I know Brent wouldn't take it with him. Is it there? Is it in the car? No, Brent's taking it. Are you sure? No, he left it there. So um, we were talking about um, yeah. So Ron Artest, yeah. you know, what I mean, he's going back to back with you know, what I mean, the other basketball player. You know what I mean? They're fighting. So Ron Artest was like, he was going through therapy at the time. So as they're going through therapy, he's like, his, his therapist used to tell him, you know, count to five. You know what I mean? That's how you relax, count to five. Bro, man went and sleep. You know the um, the the desk with the, what do you call this? Yeah, with the the commentators. Yeah, yeah. Commentator. He's got it. He's laid down on the desk, on, the, on their little table, and he's counting to five. So everyone's looking at this dude like, what the fuck is going on here? So he's lying on the commentator's table. And he's just counting to five on, you know what I mean? He's just whatever. So there's a dude in the crowd and he's thrown a drink. a drink at him. So he's lying there. Imagine Marvin, you're lying there. You're cooling down. You get licked in your face by a drink. But as he's seen it, so Ronald, and it's funny because everyone was like, in the in the room, he was like, it was in slow motion. He's like, when they threw the cup, he was like, it was like in slow-mo because it was like, it was meant for everyone to see it because you could see it go, whoo, 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 and then boom, it hit Ronald test. Bro, the minute it hit him... Like, he, kid, like kid Cuddy? Brother, like that. that. Lick yeah, Cuddy. It's like the minute it hit him, he's got up and he's jumped straight. Did he see it, but he didn't see who it was? Of course he did. That's why he went straight to the nah, dude. No, but he attacked the wrong person, though. He, he attacked the dude next to him. Yeah, yeah, he, But he knew where he came from. And he was close enough, so he's attacked the dude, whatever. Because the dude who threw it banged him. 
Yeah, yeah. The dude who threw it actually banged him. So they're all swinging it out, swinging it out, swinging it out. His teammates have jumped in. So they've come, yeah, teammates have jumped in. Stephen Jackson, you've seen Stephen Jackson, Smokey, banged out one guy. On site, like literally. Stephen Jackson, who was like, the way he saw it, it was like, these are my people. This is going on. And I have to do what I'm, I'm looking out for my brother. So they've all come back down into the ring now. The other guy, and his no, the other the, the guy from the crowd who come into the ring, and they yeah he came to the court, yeah. So he's come, he's come on the court, open the door. So he's come on the court, you know what I mean? And he's approached um, Ron Artest, Ron Artest, but kind of had his fist clutch. So he's just banged out on him, banged him twice, banged him twice, boom, 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 or whatever. And um, was it Jermaine, Jermaine O'Neal seen come, the guy coming? He just come at the other dude, but he's lucky because Jermaine slipped as he's coming at him. So he couldn't bang out because people were like, if he had banged him, it was lights out. But because he was coming at him, Jermaine slipped. So he never actually connected, yeah, yeah. which was one of the things that helped him in his situation because that never actually connected. But it didn't help him as, as It didn't as... help him because at the end of the day, he lost more than everyone else. Yeah. At the end of the day, Jermaine O'Neal lost the most because for him, he was literally the, one of the best talents, like in terms of, you know, climbing the ranks. What, so you got banned? No, they all got, so they all got they bands. All got bands. But for him, it, it fucked his career up the most. You know what yeah, I mean? Really? Out of everyone. Ron Artest, you know what I mean? He ended up at the Lakers and he got a ring. Jermaine never did. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I was going to ask you in terms of... So I asked you about the new school in terms of rap. You said you... I love everything. You said Kendrick. You said J. Cole. Um, Joey Badass. Joey Badass. Who else? Um, Who else? I kind of get the... Kanye, do you like Kanye? At all? I love Kanye. He's one of my favorite artists. He's in my top five. Is it so? In terms of rap now, how do you see it? Because the rap's changed now. You've got trap, you've got mumble rap, you've, you've got, got all these different source. styles. Drill. You've source. Got... Came from the source. Source. It, it's called source in America. We, we, hip hop is the new R and B. Okay. Oh, singing. Oh, singing. Like source. Sense. It's called sourcing. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, so what do you see in terms of the state of hip hop? As in, like, because it's, it's obviously changed from when it, it's always going to evolve. We know that, but in and terms we of, go to the studio later. I thought rappers were in the studio in the middle of the night anyway. Yeah, so, yes, I'm saying so. In terms of it evolving, no, how do you I'm see it evolving in the afternoon? Really, like two, three in the afternoon. That's you. Prime. I get up. It's like a day job. I get up. It's do we have to do for me? I guess that's positive hip hop hours. <laughs> that's the positive. You know I mean? If you're if you're making you know that nigga shit, you know what I mean? Need to be up at two a.m. No, never I mean? ignorant, with the other degenerate nigga with an A. Never ignorant getting goals accomplished. Yeah, see that so. positive music. You see, it's what I'm talking about. But yeah, so so how do you see the state of hip hop now? As in, is it? Do you think? Nah, it's good or I don't like it's it. It's cool when when you do it. Uh, naturally. But when you come for rock and roll, no. Like, what's his name? Post Malone? Yeah. He said rock and roll is a worker from Kevin Hip Hop. And then you got... Uh, he used to be a folk singer, sir. And the other boy. The other boy from the Bay Area. Who? Who's in the Bay? The, 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 what's his name? What's his name? G what? G something. Who's that? Uh, Not G Herbo. G something from the States. He used to deal, deal with Megan Thee Stallion. He used to hump her. 
Uh, a white boy in the video. He oh, bumped the black dude. G-Eazy. He bumped the black dude. I don't like that. G-Eazy. I don't like that. No, no. I don't, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. You do. And I don't, I don't like the Jack dude. The, I want the four white boys. He's got the tune with um. Uh huh. Yo, got what? You. I know Jack. I don't follow. I don't like. I don't like that. Cause he DJ Drama discovered him. Who? Uh, Jack Harlow. Jack. Oh, you don't like Jack Harlow. I, I, I listen to the music. Yeah. The music is what I love, but when you speak about your culture and you come appropriate mine, you're a waker. So that's your issue, so that's your issue now in terms of hip hop that you think people appropriate appropriating the, the culture. Exactly. No, I have to admit there's a lot of that going on. I'm pro black. I'm talking. Talib Kweli, best friend. Right, and we so, don't deal with that. All right, so someone like Eminem did. What, what, did Eminem... Oh no, Eminem was one of the best artists. I love Eminem. So what's the what's the so what's the line between appropriation and, for example, the Eminem? Don't and come the Jack here acting like you are or you're not other. You are guessing the house like Lord Jamal say. He's one of my best friends. So you're saying if you're from outside the culture, you have to act like you're you come and respect us. Or I chop your head off and cut you back like a double-headed lizard and throw you in the Grand Canyon and set you on fire. <laughs> a bit dark, but... <laughs> I am the rat black, um, black Malcolm X. What Malcolm X black? <laughs> He's red. Look at my skin. Is my skin black or is it red? I'm bugs with that. Take another look. <laughs> with your bite focus. <laughs> you black Harry Potter. <laughs> Discrimination, my nigga. Goddamn. Okay, what's the last question? <laughs> nigga, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I said Black Harry Potter Jesus Dumbledore I'm the Black Harry Potter Oi oi So um Oi 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 What's that sweets And um, final question for you Is just um So what What brings you to the UK Why you're here Let people know Why you're here I'm doing a show At the 100 Club Okay when? September 2nd. September 2nd. With a third. With a live band. Okay. And the band name is... New Vibes. New Vibes. Okay. Which DJ 729. Okay. And... 279. 279. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm just not familiar with... I'm not familiar with... Two... Seven. It's a key if you bugging, yo. <laughs> bug, 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 bug. Let's go drive to the ninety, the eighties. Bug, 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 bug. So, so third, so third of September. Whistle. So third of September. The group, Keith uh, the group whistle is one of my favorite groups. Google it. Group whistle. Mm-hmm. Black group. Mm-hmm. Rap group. Never heard of that. I question, have they cancelled Africa Bombarda yet? You know what I mean? Because he had that. What's wrong with you? Yeah, he had that. 
I was an H2O. I was an H2O. The most deaf African man matter. Check it. You don't know if he's still around. I was an H2O. No, H2O? In London, England, Europe? The O2. O2. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> H2O? That's water. <laughs> no, but- <laughs> This is a small drop. <laughs> small. No, I don't know. Like, is that a group? No, no, no. It's a penny drop. Is it H2O? You know H2O? I don't know. I'm thinking H2O. Shameless. O2. America, we say shameless. You got to take the hydrogen out of that, man. <laughs> take, the, take the hydrogen out of O2, man. Oh, this is what I drink. I don't drink vodka or I drink none shit. So what's in there? What? These nuts. <laughs> 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 and I drink Coca Cola. <laughs> What's the deep water, nuts? Nigga. All right, and, and wait, 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 black owned. Oh yeah, <coughs> Uche. Char, your blood it covers that move one. and they go. They need to pay us though. For real, no, I mean, they ain't cut a check yet. They, they ain't cut a check, check, check yet. yet. All right, so Keith, so September the third, live band, hundred club, DJ. 100 Club with DJ, what, 279? And, and, the, and the band is what, the new band? New vibe. New vibe, new live vibe. band. And cool. Michael. Michael the Energy. Michael Adam. And Adam. Mikkel the Energy. Mikkel Amin. Yeah. Mikkel, yes. That's, you know, I had to check. You know what I mean? Great guy, man. Amel Amin's brother. Yeah, yeah. Mikkel, good people. And we need a female on the bill. Let's find a female. So we working on that. I like that. That was fun. Any like... females that would love to perform on September third, hit up Malinga. Malinga, all your details, bro. Close up is king. Can you just hit into the mic, maybe. Says, says. Instagram, close up is king. Okay. Close up is king. Close up is king. You know, like I said, if you want to perform third of September, you know, what I mean, ladies out there. You know what I mean? Drop Malenga a message. Ladies first, shout out to uh, Queen Latifah and Moni Love. And Q-Town. And rest in peace of Fife Dog. Shout out to Eric Sherman and Redman. And Molly G from Boom. Death Squad. And Cal Vicious, the malicious. Get in there. Is Redman as funny as he appears? Because he, he looks like a no, funny... Don't ask Google. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Keith. Why is these rappers so frugal? Hey, listen. Don't action. ask me, man. Ask Google. People's ready to answer you, though. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody wanker. Bloody. Listen, why are these rappers so frugal? People's like, the thing is, don't me. ask me. Ask Google. Do your Google's, nigga. Listen, why are these rappers so frugal? Don't ask me. Ask Google. Yeah, listen. I'm so eerie. Why keep Murray so eerie? Don't ask you, ask Siri. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Definitely. I'm celebrating the most beautiful thing in this world 27 years. Love it. Enigma 25. He's Keith Murray. The album. Check it out. 
Take you there. I'm Googleable, baby. <laughs> do you Google? Do you Google? Do you do you do do you do diligence? That way be a shit. Do diligence. And I got a new, new, new produced record by Eric Sermon called Ghetto Mongo. Online. Oh no. Oh no. All right. Cool. You are now listening to the Three Shots of Tequila podcast with Marv Abbey, Mr. Exposed, and Taser Black.